This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So the Pesach says, and Chazal learned from the Pesach, that we re-accepted the Torah, that was accepted at Hasinai, we re-accepted the Torah. What does it mean that we re-accepted the Torah? So the commentaries explain, the Medrash explains that we re-accepted the oral law. Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral law, Mishnah is Gemara, that's what we accepted on Purim. Why was the miracle of Purim how did the miracle of Purim enable us and why were we so happy with Simcha Rashi says with love to re-accept the oral law more than the written law to answer all these questions I really want to we're going to go into some deeper concepts but it'll explain you exactly what Purim is about what is the purpose of creation why did God create the world the purpose of creation is that Hashem wants this whole world to accept His kingship and His sovereignty. So that His Malchus, Hashem's kingship in the world, should spread, as we say every morning in Davening and Tehillim, Malchus Chal, Malchus Kal Hashem's Malchus, His kingship spreads in all the world. On Rosh Hashanah we say in Davening, Hashem controls everything. Hashem, the purpose of creation is that the world should recognize that Hashem is the king. He is in control. There's no other power. He is the power. He is the king. And there's nothing else. There's no other control in the world. That's the purpose of creation. And that's why you see by a Jewish king, there's a halacha, that a Jewish king is not allowed to forgive on somebody who slights his pride. A father is allowed to forgive a son who slights his pride. A rabbi is allowed to forgive his Talmud. But the only one that's not allowed to forgive, if you slight the covet of a king, you have to be put to death. Thank you, sir. You have to, you, you, you have to be put to death. Why is it so severe? Where the answer is, what does a Jewish king represent? A Jewish king represents Hashem's Malchus. It's not his Malchus. It's Hashem's Malchus. And Hashem's Malchus is not for you to give up on. The purpose of the world is that the world should recognize that Hashem is the only power. Now, what do I mean and what am I saying? People think that this world is a world of nature. Nature, nature takes its course. Now, what does it really mean down here to bring Hashem's Malchus down here to this world? It means where it's revealed that nature is also from Hashem. In the same way as a miracle is from God, nature is also from God. There's no such thing as the powers of nature. There's no such thing as nature takes its course. If a person believes in nature, he is rebelling in Hashem's Malchus. The purpose of our being here in this world is to understand and to reveal that Hashem is in total control and there's no such thing as nature. And the Ramban talks about this at the end of Pasha's boy, where the Ramban writes that a person who believes that nature is nature, he's lying in Hashem. Hashem's Malchus is revealed when it's revealed that there's no nature. It's all a miracle. It's the same thing. It's all under Hashem's control and soul control. What was the miracle of all miracles in our history? The miracle of all miracles was the splitting of the sea, the Yamsuf. The Yamsuf, the sea split. Every water split. Everybody was having a drink of water, the glass of water, the, the, the water in the glass split in that. It was the miracle of all miracles. The Pasuk there says in Pasha's Bashalach that one can never. Yosha Vesa Amle Isonag. It says that the land, that the, the sea returned 
And the rabbi is not allowed to return to its condition. God made a condition when he created the sea in the days of creation. Hashem made a condition with the sea. When he created the sea. That when the Jews need to cross, he's going to split. And that was inbuilt. When Hashem created the water, that was a that was a condition that was inbuilt in the water that you are to split when the Jews need to cross. Why did Hashem need to inbuild that into nature? Into in, inbuild that into creation? There's been thousands of miracles over the ages. And only by this miracle of all miracles we see that Hashem said this miracle is inbuilt in Tepa. It's inbuilt in creation, the creation of the world. But the answer is because here Hashem wants to show that the miracles of all miracles is built into the world. It's built into creation. It's built into nature. Because there's no nature. The miracle of all miracles is built into nature. That means there's no nature. It's all miracles. And this reveals Hashem's malchus. And that's why the shira that we sing every morning in davening, the shira really ends with a basuk. Hashem yimloich loilavod. Hashem is malchus. By the Yamsuf, when the sea split, it was revealed Hashem is malchus. It was revealed that there's no nature. It was revealed that this massive miracle was inbuilt in nature from the beginning. And that's why we mention numerous times the Beis Amigdosh in the Shira Sayyab. What's the connection? One Pasuk in the Shira of the Yamsuf. Mikdash Hashem koinen yudaha. We speak about the Mikdash, the base of Mikdash of Hashem. Another pasuk. Hashem is going to take us to his beautiful palace, to his abode, to the base of Mikdash. Look at the Targum on the pasuk. I'm going to build you a base of Mikdash. Three times the base of Mikdash, the temple, is mentioned in the Shira Sayyam. What's the base of Mikdash going to do with splitting the sea? What's the base of Mikdash going to do with crossing the sea? But the answer is, what did the Bissamikdash show us? The Mishnah says in Abbas, there were 10 miracles that were constantly going on in the Bissamikdash. 10 miracles, 10 constant miracles. You should be buzzing me. What does it mean, a constant miracle? A constant miracle is a self-contradictory statement. What is the idea of a miracle? It's a one-off. Hashem makes a miracle, you cross the sea, Hashem makes a miracle, and the blood came, the frogs came, and that's it, it goes away. What does a constant miracle mean? A constant. What's constant? Nature's constant. Nature's constant. Every evening the sun goes down, every morning the sun rises. Nature is constant. Constant miracles in the Besamekdash was the Besamekdash showed that there's no difference between a miracle and nature. Constant miracles means that the nature was miracle. The nature of miracle means that there's no, that there's no nature, there's no miracle. It's all miracles. The Besamekdash was the place where you saw that the constant, daily, minutely, secondly running of this world is one big miracle. And that's why they brought their first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. What is the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash? What is the Hebrew word for the first fruits that they brought to the Beis HaMikdash? Beautiful. Bikurim. The beginning of Pasha's Kisavai, there's a parish of Bikurim. When they brought their first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash, there was a whole kriya, a whole reading of the Torah that they had to say. And what's that? Hashem, you've always been so kind to us. Hashem, you took us out of Egypt. Hashem, you made these most unbelievable miracles to the Egyptians. And Hashem, you took us into Israel. And Hashem, you gave me these fruits. <laughs> Thank you for the fruits. <laughs> what are you saying? You know, only on one Sunday, you're saying that Hashem made blood and frogs and hailstones and fire and water and, and splitting the sea and apples and, and not apples, the seven species and pomegranates and grapes. What's going on over here? You know what's going on over here? 
A person who brings Bikurim is announcing to Hashem and he's saying, In my eyes, this miracle that I'm bringing you a basket of pomegranates and grapes is the same identical miracle as the sea splitting and, and, and frogs and lice and who knows what. It's all part of one thing. It's all part of Hashem's miracle. The fact that there's fruits growing, it's all part of Hashem's miracle. That's Malchus. That's recognizing Hashem's sovereignty as Malchus in this world. And that's why, by the way, the word Bikurim is the same word as Bechor. And Rashi says in Vazayis that Bechor is the Lashon of Malchus. When you bring Bikurim and you say what you have to say, you're revealing God's Malchus. You're showing that, that, that it's only Hashem's control. There's nothing else outside of Hashem's control. There's no powers of nature that's a Sheker. And that's why you bring it to the base of English. Because we just said the base of English was a place of constant miracles. The base of English was a place where you saw the nature as a miracle. So you bring your Bikurim and you announce that my pomegranates and, 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 and then the splitting of the sea and blood, blood and frogs, it's all the same miracle. That's revealing the Malchus of Hashem in this world. This is something that we have to go on and on because we'll see when we talk about it practically, about working and about it, it branches into many, into many, different, many different avenues. But that is really what the side, the fundamental emuna in Hashem is, and what we're doing here in this world, to prove that, to show the world that. And that's why Kriyat Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad is the mitzvah of Malchus. It's the mitzvah, when you say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, you have to have Kabbalah that Hashem is the king. You have to accept Hashem's Malchus in the world. And what do you see further on in Kriyat Shema? V'asafta the Ganecha, gather your crop, the field, go out and work. The Gemara says, Go out and work in your field. What's that going to do with claiming, proclaiming Hashem king of the world? A few psukim ago, you said, Hashem king, Hashem you are the sole king. Your sovereignty is the sole sovereignty of the whole world. Go out in the field and work. What's the connection? The connection is when you go out in the field to work, and it doesn't matter if you're going out to the field, or if you're going to your law firm, or you're going wherever. You have to reveal Hashem's Malchus. You have to reveal that it's all a miracle. You have to reveal that your Parnassah is a miracle. Chazal compare Parnassah to the splitting of the sea. It's all the same miracle. Don't think you're, 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 you're so smart. There's plenty of smart people that have no Parnassah. It's all a miracle. So Shemak is Malchus Shemayim. What's Malchus Shemayim? Proving that nature is a miracle. Vosafter the Ganecha, proving that everything that goes on in the world is all in Hashem's control. And that's why it was King Solomon, Shlomo Melech, he built the base of English. You all know that Shlomo Melech wrote a whole, he wrote a few Megillah, he wrote a few Svarim. One of them is called Mishle. Right? What's Mishle in English? Proverbs? Good. Proverbs. I've learned something in Asia. <laughs> Mishle means everything is a marshal. Everything is a marshal. Everything is a parable. Shlomo Melech succeeded in proving that the understanding and explaining, he explained to the whole world how the powers of nature and everything that go on in this world is all Chachma Leki, is all Hashem's Chachma. Everything in this world is a marshal. Everything in this world is a parable to something higher. There's nothing in this world that it is in this world. Everything in this world is just a marshal. It's a parable to something that's higher. Shlomo Melech proved 
that the powers of nature are all coming from Hashem. He used the Torah to prove the powers of nature and how it's all coming from Hashem. He, with his unbelievable wisdom, could prove the Chachmas Ateba and Chachmelekit. He could show you how the Chachmas of Torah is what... Is 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 one explains how Teba is all coming from Hashem, and that's why he was the one that built the base of English, because that is exactly what the base of English is all about. This is such an important concept, so important. Those of you who are Svarim over here might have seen in Yostidorim. There's a Patach Eliyahu. You heard of it? Yeah, good. Abok Hashem, at least some of you have. There's a lot of Sidorim. It's a piece from Tikkun Ezoyah from Eliyahu and Avi. But whatever, we're just going to quote a few words. He says there, Malchus, Torah Shabal Peh. Oral law is Malchus. Torah Shabal Peh represents Malchus. How does Torah Shabal Peh represent Hashem as Malchus? Well, what is the first Seder? What is the first book of Mishnah is called? Louder. Zerayim. What does Zerayim discuss? Agriculture. What is the first tractate of Zerayim? Brachas. What does the Brachas begin, the first mitzvah? Krishma, that's right, Krishma. What's Krishma? We just said, Hashem's Malchus. What do you say in Krishma? Nature. What is Zeroim talking about? Agriculture, planting, nature. Rashi says that when a person, Rashi, on, there's a posse that says, Oh, oh yeah, Emuna, Sitafa, Emuna. Zeroim is Emuna. Agriculture is Emuna belief. What's, what's agriculture got to do with Emuna? The answer is because when you put the plant in the, you, you, you plant a seed in the ground. If it doesn't rain, is anything going to grow? No. If it rains, will it grow? Yeah. Who makes it rain? Hashem. Who is in who, who's controlling nature? Hashem. What's to say this Zerim all about? Recognizing that Hashem controls nature. And that's why it begins with Masahas Brachas. Recognize that the pomegranate, the bread, the wheat, the barley, anything you're holding is all from Hashem. That's what Seder Zerim is. And that's why the last Masahta. Last track date in Seder's Ram is Bikurim. Because we just said before, Bikurim says, just speaks out, just that. Hashem, there was a Chris Yamsev and there's a pomegranate in my basket. It's all the same. That's Malchus. That is Malchus. Zeroim, Malchus is Peh, Torah Shabal Peh. The oral is the Torah from down here. The written law Torah Shabal is the is the Torah of Shemayim. The oral law is the Torah down here. It's the Zroim Torah. It's the Torah down here. It's the Torah of that, that, that we from down here, Darshan. But it's all coming from up. Amen. You know, the Archaim HaKadosh, he says that the difference between the written law and the oral law is the written law is rain, and the oral law is the dew that comes down. What's the difference between the rain and the dew? Do you know what the difference is? When you wake up in the morning, you walk on the grass, it's all wet. Does it seem to you that that dew came from ever? No. When you watch it raining, you can see it's coming down from up there. The dew also comes from up there. But you wake up in the morning, it's down here on the ground. The dew represents something that looks like it's from the ground, but really it's from Hashem. That's the oral law. That's the Zeroim. That is Malchus. The whole concept of Malchus is, no nature, it's all Hashem. He's the only one in control. Okay, we could go on to this, but this suffices. Now you're going to ask me, everybody, if I don't, if I don't move out to Purim, what's it going to do with Purim? The answer is, this is the whole avoid of Purim. What was Ahasuerus? Ahasuerus was a king, a powerful king. A king over the whole world. What is the clipper? What is the, what is the, what is the denial of Ahasuerus? Ahasuerus is the king that believes that he is the king. 
He is the man. He makes the feast. To show that he is the ruler. He is in control. He is in control. A Jewish king believes that he's less in control than anybody else in the country. He is a transparent expression, a manifestation of Hashem's Malchus. And Hashverish represents the idea where the going field of their Malchus is there in control. It's their control. It's their control. They are the Melech. And it's their control. And that's why the one story you see from the Holy Gila is that there's one man in the whole story who's totally not in control. And his name is Achashverosh. He got angry. And he mentioned he killed his wife. Did he have real choice in doing that? Of course not. He got so depressed afterwards that he killed all the ministers of Poland to kill his wife. And this happens and that happens. And then he tells, he sends out his royal clothes and his royal horse with a crown to put on a, to put on a Lord Chayat He is a puppet. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a king and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a king and he's completely controlled by Hashem. When it says Melech in the Megillah, it means deeper. Who is it? Who is it referring to? Exactly. So, what is the whole story of Old Megillah Sester? To show that you can have somebody in this world who is the king of the world and he is the least in control of himself and the least in control of anybody else. Whenever it says Melech, it just means Hashem. And that is why everybody asks, there were such great miracles in the Purim story, but they were all hidden in nature. There's no frogs in the Purim story. No lice, no frogs, and no hailstones. But the whole story of Purim is one great miracle. But it's a miracle that's hidden in the Teva. Do you know why? Because that is the story of Purim. To see Hashem... Within the Tenver. To see that there's only Hashem. There's no coincidence. It's all Hashem. So when it says, Melech, you idiot, Achashverosh. You idiot. You think that you're in control? You're a puppet more than anybody else. The Pesach says, Lay Melechim Usarim Biyad Hashem. And Malchus means where you see Hashem in nature. So all the miracles of Purim are all within nature. To show you that there's no such thing as nature. Achashverosh wanted to, the Jews to believe that he's in control. And he wore the clothes of the Kohen Gadol. And they used the kale and the vessels from the Bismiglish. Because the Bismiglish was the place, as we mentioned earlier, at such great length, we mentioned earlier that the Bismiglish was a place where you could see that nature is really one big, excellent, one big miracle. As we mentioned earlier, Achashverosh wanted to take that for himself. He wanted to take that for himself. And he wanted to say, I am the king, I am the... Whatever you thought in the base of English that it's Hashem, now it's me. So Hashem says, you idiot. I'm going to show, and you're going to do so many things that are out of your control. You're going to do so many things that you yourself don't understand what you're doing to show that you're not in control. If you want to call yourself a melech, then you have to become a transparent manifestation of Hashem as Malchus in the world because he is the Melech and the only Melech and therefore every time it says Melech it means Hashem and that's why he took Haman and Amalek to help him the Apostle says we read it yesterday you all read it yesterday you all heard it about in the, in the parish of Amalek mikre. mikre means coincidence Amalek makes us think and think is really Hashem with us? Is Hashem not with us? Is Hashem in control down here? We know He's in control up there. Is He really in control up here? Is He not in control up here? 
down down here. And they end up a shalach. The Jews ask these questions. Hayesh Hashem Is Hashem amongst us? Meaning, is Hashem in control? What's going on down here? And the next words are by Yahweh Amolik. You start asking these questions. If you think that you're in control, if you think that you're smart and you're enterprising and you're charming, and that's why you're a millionaire, you're playing into the hands of Amalek. There's a lot of things in this world that look like nature. But we have to realize that it's totally in control of Hashem. And that's not a difficult thing for us to digest and internalize. It's a beautiful thing for us to digest and internalize. Because it shows how well we looked after. It shows how well we looked after. It shows how Hashem is running and controlling. And if you throw yourself in Hashem's hands, throw yourself at Hashem, he'll feed you. The story, the Simcha of Purim is, the Simcha of Purim is to know that we can rely on Hashem, we can rely on the Mosad, on the almighty power. When a person feels that he has got his own impact, then he can't have Simcha. Because he's always nervous. Is he doing too much? Is he not doing enough? Should he change? Should he do this? Should he do the other? He can never feel tranquil. He can never feel Nanucha in his life. Because he thinks that he is doing. When you realize that Hashem is in control, totally in control, there's no coincidence. Amalek brings Mikra into the world. There's no coincidence. That is proclaiming Hashem Melech in the world. That is the avoid of Purim, proclaiming Hashem, the Melch, the world. If you want to be even deeper, for some of you that have delved into slightly deeper Torah, we know that when Amalek is around, the Vovke of the Yudke Vovke is hidden. The Pasuk says at the end of Bishalach, Kiyod al Kes Kod, there's only the Yudke, not the Vovke. What does the Vovke represent to make it simple? The letter Vov is Hashem's Hanhoga, Hashem's control in this world. The last hay of the Yudkim Mabovki, the second hay, represents Malchus, Hashem is Malchus. The Vov K is revealing Hashem is in control down here in this world, that's the Vov, and the hay is that's Hashem's Malchus. Hashem's Malchus means that when you reveal Hashem down here in this world, then you are making a union that's called the Yichot between the Vov and the hay. That is the Avoid of Purim. That's the Avoid of Purim. To realize no nature, to realize we are totally in the hands of Hashem. And that's what happens when you get drunk. When you get drunk, you just feel, ah. You just feel, it's not my mind. I'm out of my mind. I'm beyond my mind. I can't make decisions now. I'm all in the hands of Hashem. The beautiful feeling, beautiful feeling when a person gets drunk and he realizes he reaches the stage of he doesn't know what he's doing. Nor did Achashverish know what he was doing. But he fooled himself into thinking he knows what he's doing. We just put ourselves into the hands of Hashem. And we tell Hashem, even when we're sober, even when we're sober, we're just following you. We're just following Adam. Before we make a decision, we go downstairs to the hotel and we say, Hashem, Hashem, it's, it's all you. So please give me the Seattle Shmai to make the right decision. When you go out to work and choosing a career for yourselves, so dive into Hashem and say, Hashem, help me make the right decision. Hashem, I want to be with you. Hashem, I'm not going to choose a career, I'm not going to choose a job that's going to keep me away, that's going to tear me away from me, that's going to make me work too hard, that's not going to give me enough time to connect to you. Hashem, I want to connect to you even when I'm working. And that is Malchus Shemayim. That is Malchus Shemayim. A person who lives his life, not just inside the Bessemanus, but he lives his life of seeing Hashem and feeling Hashem and bringing Hashem into every element of his life, that is real Malchus. That is the real proclamation that Hashem is the Malchus Oilo. And you know, it sounds funny. But sometimes when a person goes out to work and he lives his life, not just in accordance of Aloha, but he lives his life with Hashem all the time, 
In a way, he is proclaiming Hashem, the Melech, more than somebody else is learning inside the Bismarck. Because inside the Bismarck is Hashem's abode. Outside the Bismarck is our avoided to make that part of Hashem's Malchus. And that's the story of Purim. That's the story of Purim. That's why on Purim we received, we, we see, we asked before why there are a law. Why didn't we Dafkin accept upon ourselves Torah Shabbat Peh after the story of Purim? Because Torah Shabbat Peh is the story of Purim, as we just mentioned. Torah Shabbat Peh is Zerayim. Torah Shabbat Peh is the Torah from down here. Torah Shabbat Peh is the Torah that reveals Hashem's control and Hashem's and all that down here in this world. And that's what we accept after Purim. And that's when we look, go through the Megillah, we see Hashem's intervention in everything that's going on in this world. The story of Purim, the story of Megillah Sast is a story that everybody goes through. There's good times, there's bad times. There's times where it seems that the, that our, our enemies, the Yitzhahara, are overwhelming like it was in Shushan. There's times where we feel like Mordechai and Sadiq marching, galloping on the king's horse. It's the story of every Jew, Megillah Sast. But the Chachma is to see Hashem in everything that we do. To see Hashem as Malchus and everything And then we'll be Zorchem et Hashem to the Simcha of seeing how now we're riding on Kodesh Baruch HaKaviyachal is, is carrying us for SS and come in the And when you feel that you have Simcha and you have tranquility, we should be Zorchem et Hashem to Mechias Ahalik and never, ever, ever believe, not, not use the word coincidence in our lives. Realize that Tebaz Hashem, Nisimar Hashem, Every movement of ours is Hashem. And then we'll be Zadat to Mechia Samalek and the rebuilding of the Bisham English. Speedily nowadays, Mehera Biomenu Amei. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.